Welcome to FoxCast Physical Therapy, a podcast for clinicians made by clinicians. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Find out more at foxrehab.org. Welcome to FoxCast PT. I'm your host, Jimmy McKay. Welcome back to the program, Jessica Reichel. Jessica, good to talk to you again. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, Today we're talking about physician communication, the whens, the whats, and the how. I want to go through all three of those because I feel like this is something that happens. I mean, maybe we talk about it with our colleagues and maybe we don't, but I feel like hearing about it from someone like you and we go through the steps, uh, it'll make some people out there feel a little bit better. And that's, that's the overall idea. Definitely. I think sometimes calling a patient's physician can be a little bit intimidating. So I want to be able to break down the process so that it becomes easy for someone who feels like they need to call. I feel like I was second guessing myself. I mean, I can remember the first time as a student, my clinical instructor said, well, why don't you call the physician? And I remember thinking, uh, do I really want to do that? Literally had like a little bit of an anxiety issue about making that phone call, but glad I did in the end. And, and that's what we want. If there is an issue, we want to make sure that you can facilitate this uh, exchange of information in a great way that benefits you, the physician, and of course, the client in the long run. So let's start with when. When do you want to call the physician? What are some reasons to initiate that? I think one of the big reasons is when a person's vital signs are out of the normal range. I personally have come into a client's home and their blood pressure is usually, you know, 160 over 80. And all of a sudden that rest, their blood pressure is 200. And that is like at rest, like just sitting there. Their oxygen saturations are dropping with activity. If they're starting to experience like heart palpitations in response to exercise, like those are some things that clue me into something medically is going on here. Yeah, that's what I used to do. I used to keep a, a little cheat sheet, an index card of, uh, of vital signs and uh, the areas where they shouldn't be, uh, as well as red flags. I think uh, those are, are definite huge reasons to initiate that physician phone call. Absolutely. And what's nice is that here at Fox, we have a sheet called the cardiac protocol that I keep on my desktop. So if I get the sense that something's wrong, it's kind of an objective way to kind of validate what I'm thinking and can help guide my decision making and guide where I go from there. That's great. So now that you've decided this client either has vital signs or is exhibiting red flag behavior, uh, you've decided that, yes, I'm going to make this uh, this phone call. What to say, how to frame your message? Uh, where does your head go there when you want to make that contact with a physician? I think the most important thing, especially to kind of help with the anxiety and kind of improve your confidence, is to get all of the details in front of you. So you walk in and your client's blood pressure, you know, we'll use the example of 200 over 90. Is that at rest? Is that in response to activity? Did you have them sit for five minutes without saying anything? What's their heart rate? What's their oxygen? Like, are those being affected by the blood pressure? Are they symptomatic? Do they have a headache? Do they have double vision? Like, getting all of those things in line really helps to give the physician the entire picture rather than just calling and saying their blood pressure is high. Yeah, try to play out the entire conversation. If you bring this uh, this one bit of information, this one small piece of evidence, what are the things that the physician might ask you? Great, now you've got a conversation going. They're going to ask you more questions because they want to now know. Now you've brought something of value to them. They're going to want to know more because they'd like to get to the why as much as you would. So make sure to have that additional information ready if and when the physician asks. 
Absolutely. And I think it's also important to really own your message because I've called before and had a physician be like, hmm, I don't know if I really believe that. Their oxygen levels are always in the 90s when they're with me. I don't know why they're in the 80s when you're with them. But I think it's really important to stick to your message and kind of stick to your guns in a way because more times than not, if they end up going to their doctor's office and get further testing, I end up being right or at least on the right track where something's not adding up. You said you always start with a phone call, although there might be occasions where a physician phone call is actually not extreme enough. It's not a method of contact that's urgent enough. Uh, What's beyond there and how do you make the leap to doing something like calling 911? So I think I'll use a real-time example. I had a client with a history of four strokes and a history of heart attack and his blood pressure tended to be really low. Like it wasn't uncommon for his systolic blood pressure to be in the 90s. And one day I came in and his blood pressure was like 80 over 50. So I had him lie supine and it came up above 95. And then I dug a little deeper and he was like, oh yeah, my chest is a little bit tight, but really not a big deal. So we have someone with a history of stroke, a history of heart attack, who tends to have low blood pressure and it's lower than his normal and he's symptomatic. And that's when I knew, you know, I have to send him to the ER right away. There's too many things here that tell me something's wrong. And imagine the the first time you go to make either the physician call or where calling 911 might be more appropriate, that, that can still be anxiety inducing. Absolutely. It's definitely a little bit overwhelming to have EMS come in and, you know, I'm the healthcare practitioner. So they're asking me, what's his blood pressure? And I was actually just talking about this yesterday with my RV. In the event that you do have to call 911, something that EMS loves is that if you take their vital signs every five minutes and make a log. So at 10.23, this is what their vital signs were. Okay, 10.28, this is what their vital signs were. So you're giving them a baseline and kind of giving them a picture of what's going on rather than having them come into the situation totally blind. That's great advice. Other ways besides phone calls, too, is uh, you can provide email communication as well. It's another good way if, uh, if it's not as urgent as a 911 phone call, if it's not as urgent as a call to the physician there in that minute. Email is a great way to provide information uh, on top of that. Absolutely. Like at Fox, we have, if I ever call a physician, I always write a communication note in the client's health record. And sometimes we can just have our medical records team send that right to the physician so that they're getting the same information that I've included in that documentation. So everyone's on the same page. And that's the goal, getting everyone on the same page. It's really what what this entire conversation is about, is how to keep everybody in the loop in the best possible way. You have the message, asking yourself, what is the best possible way to transmit that message? Do I need it right now? Is this a 911 call? Is this a call to the physician? Is this something that I can frame up and they can read later in an email? Right. Having the confidence, like us as PTs and now OTs are doctoring professions, we're taught medical screening and school now. We know this. Don't be intimidated to call a physician if you aren't sure. Like if your gut is telling you to call, call anyway, because more times than not, I've been on the right track of something's wrong versus I've been totally off. Always trust 
your clinical gut because that will not scare you wrong. Trust yourself. Trust your training and, and realize you're doing it for a really great reason, which is helping another human being. Right. Jessica Reichel, colleague here at Fox Rehabilitation. Appreciate you taking some time out and communicating with me and the audience about physician communication, the whens, whats, and hows. Appreciate your time, Jessica. Yeah, thank you for having me. I think it's important that we work as an interdisciplinary team so that we can continue to provide the best care for our clients. Thanks for listening to FoxCast PT. It's brought to you by Fox Rehabilitation. Fox clinicians work hard, love their work, and get the respect they deserve. Sound good? Then you'll love the autonomy to work in your own style and the support you get to achieve excellence. Plus, freedom and flexibility to have a personal life. Whether it's your first day or you've been around for a while, your contribution is acknowledged and rewarded. That's what makes Fox a success. Happy, well-trained clinicians make great healthcare. Are you a fit for Fox? Find out now at foxrehab.org.